This is the Empress Evolution. Welcome to Earth School, fellow philosopher. Spoiler alert, you're a multidimensional being with powers you may have thought only existed in stories. Faith or folly, round here, we do it all. Many lives, many levels, many masters. Whether it's learning how to cook a healthy meal, navigating the spiritual life, processing our feels, or saving the planet, we're here for all of it. This is The Jessamine Shows, presented by Empress Evolution. All right. Welcome, Lucy Davis. I am so thrilled to have you on the podcast. We've been having many laughs before we started recording, so let's just go ahead and bring that energy forward into this into this interview. <laughs> uh, Lucy Davis, you're a, a breath of fresh air, that is for sure. Like, there's been so much stuff going on that's hard to look at, hard to deal with. It's It can really bring our spirits down, but every time that I witness anything that you're saying or um, see some of your posts I'm just like I love it so much you're just so good and I'm really grateful that you're on this planet doing the work that you're doing so um, if you want to give a proper intro that's fine but I feel like most people know who you are but I would love to hear a little bit like how you introduce yourself give us your elevator speech give you my spiel <laughs> Okay, so thank you. Um, it's always nice to know that you are a glimmer of light for, for people all around the world. Um, and I guess that's kind of where my journey started. You know, I've always been this happy-go-lucky child. Um, you know, my grandparents and my mum always used to say, like, literally, they'd put me into a playground where I wouldn't know anyone and I would just round up all the people and I'd have best friends for life kind of thing. And I think it's actually a really beautiful quality, um, especially in times like now. We are so depressed. You know, the world is so depressed. Uh, we don't know what's going on. I don't know about you girls, but I feel as if I'm in a really weird narcissistic relationship with the government. Um, so it's it's just an odd time right now. And to be honest with you, if I can be a glimmer of hope for people, then that's all I, that's all I want to do right now. You know, my journey is I'm here to wake up the masses. You know, long story short, I'm here for humanity. I'm here to awaken them to their truth and their potential. I'm literally the love queen. Literally, everybody knows me as Lucy Love um, from back in the day, from when I was about 16, 17. Everyone's always called me Lucy Love and I never really got it. And then when I started doing self-love club and, you know, doing my own business, I was like, oh, my gosh, it really does make sense as to why everybody used to say that. But yeah, basically, you know, I used to work on the trading floor. Um, I burnt out significantly. So my physical body burnt out really, really badly uh, to the point that I had to actually give up my day job. Um, best thing that ever happened to me now, looking back, you know, it was my awakening. Um, since then, I've gone on a beautiful, intuitive, magical journey. Um, and, you know, a lot of people that meet me today, they're like, oh, I could never imagine you doing that. But I love my past. You know, I love the fact that I worked on the trading floor. I love the fact that I was in that really dark environment because now I get it. I get what we're doing. You know, I've seen both sides to it. I love the fact that I, you know, abused alcohol and I abused drugs and I, you know, I was trying to fit in when I was never built to fit in. And I think that probably resonates with so many people around the world. Um, and that's why I talk about it so openly a lot of spiritual people kind of pretend, you know, that they're, you know, the past isn't the past, but I think we need to drag that up and we need to talk about it. We need to release it and almost normalize it because we've all got a story. Every single one of us have got a story and you can either turn it into suffering or you can turn it into positivity and love. And I just choose the latter. I'm all about positivity. I'm all about love, but I'm not delusional with it. You know, um, you guys may have seen in, in recent days on my Instagram, you know, I'm talking to people about benefits and things like that, that the government over here, I'm not too sure about America, but here they give out benefits to people. And I'm kind of calling these people out, not from a space of, you know, you're lazy. It's a space of, hey, they're taking your dignity. 
you know, so as much as I am positive and love and light, I will rip that plaster off very, very quickly and very, very harshly, you know. So, um, yeah, I just feel, I feel like it's a gift to be alive at this time right now. Um, don't get me wrong, like we were saying before, there's days where we're like, what are we doing? Like, why did we sign up for this? But those days are very, very infrequent for myself, thank goodness. Um, four years ago, when I was seeing everything that was coming, I, I honestly, I wanted I wanted to tap out of that journey, I'll be honest, you know, because I astral travel quite a lot. I see what goes on in tunnels and I've seen what's happened with the children. Thankfully, I haven't had firsthand experience this lifetime, but because I've seen it, you know, four years ago when it was being exposed to me, I didn't want to be on that journey anymore. Literally, I just didn't. I It was too much. However, now, now I've got the confidence and, you know, the grace, I guess, to speak about it, because although I haven't physically been through it, I've, I've metaphysically seen it and I want to make sure that people are safe. And quite interestingly, I've got a lot of clients that have been through, whether it be ritual abuse or, um, you know, come from a paedophile ring or something like that. So, you know, everything aligns perfectly, even when it doesn't make sense. Like none of this makes sense right now, but it's starting to perfectly align for us so that we can awaken the masses and that we can actually start stepping into our truth and giving permission to others to do the same as well. Okay. You know? I I okay one of the first things I want to ask is like how did your intuition and your ability to astral travel how did that happen because I know there's a lot of people that want to know how to do these things yeah. how did that happen for you how do you recommend um cultivating that that skill amazing. That? yeah amazing so first and foremost um let's talk about intuition because it's from my perspective it's the easiest thing that any of us can tap into because it's a god-given right to all of us there isn't one person on the planet more intuitive than others. It, from my perspective, we all have exactly the same gifts. It's just what we surrender to. Okay, so first and foremost, if you can turn off the monkey brain, like literally drop into your heart space with absolutely everything and don't question it. You know, if you keep getting Brazil, 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 and you're like, why does Brazil keep coming up in my head? And a month down the line, you're still getting Brazil, Brazil, Brazil. Chances are you've got to go to Brazil or chances are you need to read a book on Brazil or something. You need to put yourself. And that's what happened with me for years, for years, I was working on the trading floor and I always used to get this. You have to go and travel. So I would go on holiday and I'd, you know, do the things I'd go on cruises. I'd go on like beautiful trips all around the world, but I kept getting this thing. No, you need to go and travel. And I got to um, about 32, 33. And I was like, I am way too old to go and travel. You know, I'd done a bit when I was younger, about 18. Yeah, I know. I know, Stephanie, good face. <laughs> you sum it up completely. But I was like that at the time, right? So I did a bit when I was like 18, 19. I disappeared off uh, around the world for about three or four months. And, and that was amazing. But it just kept coming back. And But my ego basically said, you're too old. You need to settle down. You're not going to find your husband. You're not going to be able to pay your mortgage, all of this stuff. Because I did everything young. Long relationships, bought houses, you name it. I did it all very young. And then I got to 35 and when I burnt out, like I physically burnt out at 35 years of age. And that was the point where I was like, do you know what? You've got to travel the world. Like you need to go. And I actually traveled for 14 months, literally quit my job. And I was on a lot of money, a lot of money, huge six figure salary. Um, I was a director. I literally had it all going on. Everybody on paper, on it, on paper, everybody thought my life was perfect, you know? but I was miserable. I was so miserable. And I'll be honest with you, I had stopped listening to my intuition. You know, I'd stopped listening to all of these gifts that we'd been given. And what happened, the way that I stepped into my intuition is um, in 2013, my granddad passed um, and he was like the light of my life. You know, he's the one that put me on this path. And a few months after he passed, I I was there and I'm like, I just need to go away. And all of my friends were like, what are you talking about, Lucy? I was like, I just need to get away for a bit. So a couple of my girlfriends were like, yeah, yeah, I'll come, I'll come. And I was like, no, no, I need to go on my own. Now this was weird. Like this was totally weird. Like there was just not a, a, a hope in hell that I would have ever done that before. Like I'd fly somewhere to meet people, but never go on my own. Um, and this, I was like certain, no chance, this is not happening. And it was almost like the day that I got on that plane and I flew to Thailand it was almost like boom okay she's getting it 
And then my my intuition started kicking in and I kept getting callings to these places. But of course, I'm still working in corporate. My mind was still on the money and the material and the greed and everything like that. And I was just, you know, overthinking it all. And this is why I say to people, if you truly want to step into your intuitive gifts, you've got to release the noise in your head. There is no rhyme or reason. There is no age to get settled down. There is no age to get married. There is no age for children. There is no age to buy a house. You do it intuitively. It's only our parents and their belief systems that guide us. So if our parents, say, for example, somebody's got um, an addict for a parent that never bought their own home or something like that, you will find that that child will more often than not, settle down very early, want to buy that, like have the security that they didn't have, or they will go completely the opposite, like there is no um, middle ground. So it's relinquishing all of that trauma. It's relinquishing all of the stuff that we've all been through and just saying, hey, I'm here. Like, I don't know what's up there, but if there's something up there, you communicate with me. You show me where you need me. And that's essentially what I did in Thailand. I, I'll never forget. I landed there and I was like, what am I doing? You know, I've gone over there to do some boxing because I do Thai boxing. Um, and so I was just like, just show me where you need me to be. And, you know, I met my twin flame. I like went on this mad journey. Not that I knew that at the time, obviously, but I've been on this mad journey of you know enlightenment ever since. And it's because I purely surrendered the fact that money wasn't the answer to everything. You know, I had something that people needed, but I was too scared to show it. You know, and it's just surrendering all of that stuff that we've been programmed from birth to believe we need to be in, and we just don't. Yeah. So with regards to um, astral traveling, you know, actually, let me just explain a little bit more about my intuition, actually, because I've literally traveled the world. I quit my job for good in 2017. It's only a few years ago, but I, I quit my job for good. I had my own coaching business. You know, I was earning plenty of money outside of that. So I was like, Do you know what? I'm done. And I, I never forget. I quit in September 2017. And I said to what I call my guides, Amelia calls her angels. You know, we all have different names for them. So I said to my guides, you place me where you need me. I will listen. I have no commitments anymore. I will listen. Um, I got a calling to go to Dubai within three weeks of my quitting my job. I went there. I actually ended up jumping out of a plane. And when I jumped out of the plane, I've actually had a couple of people look at the pictures. There's UFOs in the pictures. Like, it's unbelievable. And it was almost like I looked at everybody's pictures and I'm like, why are you mind the only ones with these what I was calling orbs but I've actually had them looked at properly and they're actually UFOs like it's just it's unbelievable right and then within a month or six weeks of that no I think it was about a month later I kept getting this calling that I had to go to um Guatemala now I'd had this going on for a couple of years but I was too scared to go I'll be honest and I actually surrendered and I went and I went on the biggest I went on the biggest journey of my life you know, I was in Miami for a bit. I went to Cuba. I stepped really into my divine feminine by going through this process. It was really, really interesting. And then I ended up in Guatemala and I probably had one of the most profound journeys of my life to the point that I did a video on it on Facebook before I was banned six months ago. Um, I did a video years ago on it and I actually had two movie directors reach out to me and say, this needs to be a movie. Like it was that profound. Yeah. So the reason I'm sharing this is so many of us go, no, we can't go there or we can't do this or I'm too old to do that. When you surrender that, that's truly, truly when the gifts unfold. Yes. Oh, I love that. Uh, and I really hope that you can like maybe give us a link to that that video that you did. So we yeah, can I've got it. I've got it on YouTube. So I'll send you, I'll give you the link to pop. Cool. We'll put that It'll, you'll be covered in goosebumps the whole time I'm letting you guys know like it was a pretty traumatic trip because there was something that happened back here in the UK um, whilst I was away and you know it was a pretty traumatic event so but just be prepared like you'll be covered in goosebumps you'll cry it's just unbelievable what happened it's such a beautiful 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 journey you know and I'm glad they picked me for it I'm so glad Oh, that's so cool. Well, I'm excited to, to hear about that. But tell us about astral travel. We want to know astral travel. Of course. So it, what's really interesting about astral traveling is I didn't know what it was until I did it. 
if that makes sense. I'm not one of these people that go and study. Like I don't, I trust whatever is supposed to come to me will come to me. And this is, this is a massive part of the surrendering journey. I'm not going to go and read lots and lots and lots of books and try and make myself do certain things. I I literally just trust. Um, I haven't always been that way girls. Just want to be really honest with you. Like I used to be a complete control freak, but now I just surrender to it. And what happened with astral traveling is I'd been doing some quantum healing. I've got an amazing quantum healer who lives in Melbourne and I've been doing some work with her. And then all of a sudden I started like, I'd wake up in the morning and I'd be like, hey, hang on a minute. I was with so-and-so last night and I was doing this and, and it wasn't like a dream. You know, it wasn't like a dream. And so I, the next session I had with her, I was like, hey, something weird's happening. Like I'm I'm ended up in these tunnels and I'm seeing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And she's like, yeah, I keep seeing you on the astral realm. And I was like, what, what does this even mean? So um, essentially what I can do unknowingly, like I haven't taught myself how to do this, but unknowingly when I drop off at night, when I go into um, what I call super conscious state, my soul just can um, detach and then go off and do its work. So what I've, what I've learned now, or at least my belief system, um, obviously this isn't everybody's belief system, but my belief system is that we're actually all in multiple realms. Yes. That's my perspective. I believe that we are living multiple lives concurrently at different things. So, for example, I have um, done some work. We're going to go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Let's do it. Jump into foot in. Here we go. Um, I've done a lot of work. You guys know how passionate I am about helping heal the children um, from ritual abuse to paedophilia to all of that stuff. I am extreme. Like my purpose on this planet is for the children. And I never really got it because I've never been abused this lifetime. Yes, multiple times in the past, you know, I've been the abuser and I was the abused, like all of us have been. But this lifetime, I am so passionate about it. Like I knew as a child that I was here for the children. And, you know, how, do you, how can you even comprehend that? And about, um, I don't know, maybe three or four years ago now, uh, no, perhaps not even that long, maybe three years ago, I, did, was doing some work and I actually traveled to about a five or six year old version of myself that was living in Sydney. Now, everybody that knows me well knows that I spend a lot of my time in Sydney and I've never got it. I've always been like, I don't know why I need, other than the fact my twin flame is there, but I didn't know that at the time. There was just this massive draw to be in Sydney. I like, I had to be there. I, you know, England doesn't feel like home to me. It's home, but it doesn't feel like home. Sydney feels like home. And what is so fascinating is I was doing some work um, one day and I was meditating and I actually went to my five-year-old, six-year-old version that's in Sydney, that has a, that's actually in um, a ritual abuse scenario. I was going to go a little bit more down the rabbit hole, but I won't I'm, just because if I don't know where this video is going to go. But I basically went to her and I witnessed myself in a scenario where I was being abused as a child, as a six, seven-year-old girl in Sydney and I could pinpoint the exact location where she is it's very very interesting so you know again I haven't gone off and studied loads on YouTube or studied books or anything like that what I have basically said is listen I will do whatever work you need me to do but you need to give me the gifts to be able to do it and then obviously you need to supply the funds for me to be able to do it because flying back and forth from Australia is, is not, ex it's, it's an expensive job, right? You know, so that's how I believe my whole business has been created with Self Love Club and the other things that I do. You know, it's a global brand. I, before we got locked down, I was doing seminars like every month in different countries. You know, it was absolutely phenomenal. And it's because I have this connection with whatever you want to call it, God, your guides, angels, whatever you want to call it. I literally just say to them, look, you know, I will do whatever you need me to do. You've just got to give me the gift. You've got to remind me what I already know, because that's all we've done is we've come into this physical vessel and we've forgotten. You know, so I wish I could give you a tip. I mean, some people have said to me what you need to do is you need to fall asleep and then you need to set an alarm and get up and then go back to sleep and that's how you astral travel best i've never done that not once 
I literally go go to sleep and then I literally now I can feel myself going and then I see people on the way like I've a random woman that I met um who lives in um on the Gold Coast in Australia I'll like pass her at night and I'm like hi you know it's just so interesting what happens when you allow when you allow the flow to take place because that's all it is it's you're allowing the flow but we can all do it Oh, that's do you think there's a difference between astral traveling and like having dream like really vivid dreams like dreams within dreams within dreams What's yeah. There? yeah so for me personally I I actually um when I'm astral traveling I can kind of like ask myself if I am doing that or if I'm in a dream hmm. you know it's a bit like lucid dreaming right you can actually ask yourself the question am I is this real or is this not real um with when I astral travel, I wake up in the morning with a totally different feeling to when I've dreamt. Mm, okay. You know, I know I have been there with somebody, you know, every now and again, I can set the intention to be with somebody, which I don't do very often. I don't like to freak the system, if that makes sense. I literally surrender to this and I trust my soul is going to take me wherever I'm needed to be. I do my best healing work at night. You know, that's when I really, really heal um, Mother Nature. That's when I really heal children. That's when I really heal humans. A lot of people say to me, oh, I dreamt about you last night. And I'm like, oh, you're welcome. Because I know if people dream about me in the sense that I'm there, but not necessarily like dictating or like giving them, you know, advice or something, I know it's because I'm healing them. You can come and visit either of Seth and I anytime you can. <laughs> anytime. I have a question then if you're doing most of your work in sleep and you know me and you we've done meditations how does that work um differentiate for you because for me meditation is when I can touch the astral realms and I can ask is this real or not but in sleep it feels like I'm doing more of a cash clearing like it's out of my control and I wake up being like oh we just like cleared a lot of subconscious emotions and whatnot. So I was wondering what the difference is for you. Yeah. So for me, when I, um, it, it's really interesting because I never get tired. This is, this is the question that people always say to me, if you're working all night and you're working all day, you're working with different people constantly, like, how do you not get tired? And a bit like yourself, um, Stephanie, when I'm awake, I can get into the cellular level of humans. So I can speak to people and I can give them goosebumps without even trying because their cells recognize the vibration at which I'm at. And that's, that's my gift to humanity when I'm awake. When I am asleep or when I am in like a super conscious state, it's almost like my, my soul can be in 12 different places at the same time. And that's how I can do the massive amount of healing that I do. I, I've woken up before and I'm like, shit, I was in Australia last night. I was in America last night. I was here last night. I was there last night. And of course, in, a, in your physical vessel, you can't possibly do that. You literally, you literally can't do that. So it's, it's a case of, you know, um, I have to surrender my soul to do the masses, but then I do the masses, but on a different level, on a cellular level from a human perspective when I'm awake, if that makes sense. But I don't get tired. It's very rare I get tired very 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 rare that I get tired so it's it's such an interesting scenario it makes sense that you don't get tired because um you're just so connected you're being charged right and because yeah. you're willing to give out you're constantly being filled back up so there's this like reciprocal energy with source that keeps happening but yeah I'm the complete opposite of, of yeah that's that's neat isn't it interesting isn't it interesting yeah. how we work you know, and, and this is the beautiful thing about it. And I love the fact that you've brought that up because now doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong. You know, we've all got different gifts and that's the whole beauty. That's why we're here. That's why we're all coming together. We have to, we're reliant on each other to make this work because some people will listen to Stephanie and be like, oh my God, that's me. And then other people will listen to me and be like, oh my God, I'm as crazy as her, you know? <clears throat> so we're normalizing it for absolutely everybody. Yeah. And we need to. Yeah, the way that I work is uh, people say that I'm a transmuter. And so there's times where I just I'm like absolutely exhausted and I have to go and sleep for like three to four hours during the day, which is not <laughs> I don't feel very productive, but like energetically I'm being work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting because I 
I guess that's why we get given the roles that we get given, right? Because I physically could not go and sleep for a few hours in the afternoon. Like I'm always doing videos, interviews, as you guys know, and writing meditations, I'm doing stuff with members and stuff. So, but then I guess that's why we're put in the roles that we're put in, you know, because. I think this also speaks a lot to how um, society has programmed us to not rest. You know, we see, I've seen quotes where they say, you know, to take a nap, to rest is the revol revolution in many ways, is rebelling against the societal norms. And it sounds like when you go to sleep, you do do a lot of soul work. You just, yeah. you're not conscious of it. So everyone, please rest. If <laughs> <laughs> you take anything away from this podcast, like sleep, rest. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really good thing that you raise there, actually, because obviously I'm helping a lot of people ascend through these lower vibrational consciousness up into the higher. And actually, the best thing that I advise all of my clients to do and everybody I speak to is nap. You know, if you need a nap, you go and lay down. You know, there are times where I am like, yeah, I'm cancelling this meeting. I've got to go and lie down. You know, and that's when we're getting our upgrades. That's when we are getting our physical. You know, it's almost like we're being unplugged and plugged back in. And that's what's so important. You won't get those upgrades if you keep push, 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 push. You won't get it. So to your point, Stephanie, you must rest. We must rest. I sleep amazing, though. I'm one of those people. Like I can go to bed at like 10 o'clock in the evening and wake up at like 6, 7 o'clock the next morning, bright as a button. And I've, although I've been really busy at night, like I never wake up tired. There's probably people watching this like, you cow. <laughs> But it's true. Like literally, I just I put myself in a bubble when I go to sleep at night and I say, listen, you know, you just look after me wherever you need me. You send me. I will do the work. But, you know, there are a couple of occasions, not very often, where I don't bounce back into my body properly. Have either of you ever had that? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's not fun. It's so weird. It's, no, no. it's like trying to put a key in the wrong keyhole and you're like panicking. <laughs> like, get me out. Get me out. Which key? which one I'm not going to be able to enter my house again. <laughs> it really is. But the best thing to do, and I can give some advice on this. The best thing to do is go back to sleep, literally go back to sleep, set the intent. So the way that I do it, sometimes I'll like go for a run and I'm like human and soul are not connected right now. Like we are like a meter apart or something. And I will literally get back into bed. I mean, a salt bath is really great, but I will literally get back into bed and be like, right, I'm going to rest. I'm going to ground into my body. I'm going to allow my soul to connect back and I will give my soul permission to come back in properly. Um, so that's definitely some advice that I can give, but salt baths are also just equally as beautiful to do that. I, I love that you said, just, just take a nap, just take a sleep because that's sort of like, um, there's a joke in it and I do a lot of like tech troubleshooting. Um, the joke is reset your computer. It's that simple. Restart your phone. Like our people, for, we forget that this human vessel is a computer. It's a quantum physics supercomputer and it needs to restart. And that's as simple as it gets. Exactly. And do you know what? It's so funny because you look at your mobile phone and you're like, oh my God, 3%. Shit, I better put it down. I better charge it. God, you don't do that with your body, do you? Ever. Ever. I mean, this weekend just gone, like um, I was actually attuned on Friday last week. So I was like out there, like totally out there. I was so emotional over the weekend and I'm like, everybody just leave me alone. Just honestly. But it did me the best thing ever. I was off my phone. I was, you know, eating really good food. I was just not doing work, <laughs> which is a really good thing. And but it shouldn't take somebody to be attuned or be having a meltdown, for want of better words, to be able to do that. We should be able to say, do you know what? I'm not feeling it today. I'm literally going to go and be present. I'm going to be in nature. I'm going to give myself permission to love me and be gentle with me and be present with me because that's how we're going to heal this world. Yes. All right. I have a big question for you. So if people have been raised a certain way and it's time for them, they want to upgrade and they want to see changes in their life. Like, like for me, I grew up uh, not having a lot of money. I got bullied a lot um, and I've done some healing work, but I still feel like there's like a little bit more than I'm doing. Like it's, it's part of it is just me being on my sole purpose now and really aligning with that. But for people that are maybe just like, how do I get out of this cycle? What are things that you tell some of your clients or people that you meet? How do you help them break out of these cycles? 
Okay, so first things first, like, let's be really clear. And I know you've said that you've done some of the work. So perhaps this isn't necessarily directed at you. But first and foremost, you need to identify what it is. The main driver or the main reason that I find in my clients that are, you know, they make like 10 steps forwards and then they kind of take three back maybe, it's because they haven't actually gone to the place where the trauma starts. And I'm happy to give you an example here. So if, literally through all of my career, I truly believe that my um, emotional trauma was based on my parents getting divorced. Because basically when my parents got divorced at, um, when I was just 16, my sister within weeks told me that she was a crack and heroin addict, like literally within weeks. So you can imagine that as one massive amount of trauma. I was a real daddy's girl, my dad left. You know, um, the next amount of trauma, my sister that's two years older than me, all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even know anyone that did heroin. Do you get what I mean? Like I heard of it, but God, who would even touch it? And there's my sister telling me she was a heroin and crack addict. So to me, I thought that those two scenarios had compacted what ended up being my emotional trauma, ended up being what I call my bullshit story. You know, it's basically the way that I dealt with all, all men are assholes, you know, all men are bastards because my dad cheated on my mum and that was, that, that was my story and that's what I'm sticking to. Then on top of that, obviously a huge amount of addiction coming into my family and coming into my life. Like I had to grow up very, very quickly. For years, I believed that to be my story. And then um, probably, I don't know, maybe 2015, I actually started doing some work on it. And actually, that wasn't my story at all. At eight years of age, that's when my story started. And it was a conversation, like a real flippant conversation that ended up me creating a whole drama in my head that got in my cells that then eventually was cemented and justified by my dad's behavior. And then I created this huge drama. So that, and, and, and I like to call it what it is, right? I created the drama. I created it, you know? It's all down to the way that we deal with things. And I'm not saying sweep things under the carpet, quite the contrary. I'm saying, look at square in the eye and say, hey, right, how is it serving me? How is this serving me continuing this story? And quite frankly, it took me many, many years to get over the fact that, you know, I don't need a man. I'm an independent woman. Like I proved I didn't need a man. I earned more money than probably 10 men put together in my best days on my career, you know? Um, and I, like, I, I was just like, no, 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 you know, I just don't wanna go there. But that was me and my fear. I was living in fear and that's basically what it was. I was taking the fear from my past and I was living it as if it was my truth when it wasn't my truth. My truth is love, but I didn't know how to love. The irony of somebody that didn't know how to love anybody, even herself, now teaches people how to be love and nothing but love. The irony of our journeys. I have clients that have been so badly abused, like literally so badly abused as babies that they, they literally, their bodies don't work now. But what we're doing is we're getting them to a space of acceptance and in the knowing that they are here to help us break all of this matrix that is taking place right now with the ritual abuse and the paedophilia and stuff like that. So I always say to everybody, your message is in your madness. You know, your message is in your mess. It's as simple as that. Wherever our trauma has come from, remember, um, let's just talk about the scenario that you spoke about with money, because it's a really great one. So many people out there have money problems. So many people do not believe that they deserve money. Why? Because our parents said, money doesn't grow on trees. You've got to work hard to earn money. Oh, you can't just have these things easy. Do you know how hard I had to work for that? So from the get-go, we have to work hard. We have to do this. We have to do that. So we're in a lack, in a lack before anything. You know, before we even know what lack is, probably, we are in um, a mindset of lack. Everything needs to be about appreciation. Everything needs to be about appreciation. And when you have appreciation for everything. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of like a few years ahead right now. And I don't see money as money is. You know, I'm kind of, I've gone a little bit further ahead. However, the reality that we're living today, April the 13th, 2021, we've got cash. So we must love cash. 
We must have a relationship with cash because that's what it boils down to. Every single thing in our life is about a relationship. Every single thing in our life is about love. If you love money rather than the old programs that our parents have instilled in us, oh, we can't afford this, we can't be doing that, you can't be going on that school trip, no, 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 no. If you actually say, well, do you know what? I love money. I love what money can do for me. And it might not be that you like the paper or the people's faces on the paper, but think about what it can do for you. And this to me is where we're going with the fifth dimension, right? We need to find the highest vibration associated with everything. When we hit that, we can manifest it like this. Mm -hmm. Truly, I believe it. I've literally just taught my members a couple of months ago how to manifest in the 5D world. And all of them are like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. Like someone's got a new, um, hundred new Reiki clients, literally just by recognizing the highest vibration. So let's look at the money scenario again. What can money give you? Like, what is the highest vibration of money? If you sit there and go, well, I want a new house. They're not going to deliver that. But if you say, I need the freedom. I choose the freedom that money is going to be able to give me so that I can have the house to bring in the kids that need to be healed or have the house to do the radio station or whatever it is that you need the house for. That's the vibration that's going to get it delivered. This, this want and this need, it's so, it's so last season, for want of better words, it's so last season. We're not going there. We need to choose the highest vibration possible and stick with that because then the universe knows exactly what to deliver. Yes, I love that so much. And Stephanie and I have talked about this recently where want and need is actually a state of lack. And so yeah. and you're actually kind of like, I really need this. I really need this. Even when it comes to like a relationship or like a person, like the more that you try to cling on, the more you're actually forcing them away. Yeah. But then when you let go and you're like, I don't even need this. I'm good. I'm taken care of. All of a sudden, wham, they come in, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Exactly. Uh, I don't even want this anymore. <laughs> Remember, this, this is really important for people to hear, right? If you need, so I need, you're going to get more need. Mm -hmm. Yep. None of us need more neediness in our life. We don't. We're breaking these old matrix down, right? We don't need anymore. Same with want. It, oh, I want, and, and let's be honest, the language is so intrinsically programmed in us. You know, there's something that I love to do through uh, my membership is actually break people's language down because even saying something like blessed, now it's a word that I've used for years, be less, excuse me? Yeah. Think about it. Why do you want to be less? I want to be more, you know? Like, and, and this is everyday language that we have had infiltrate us. We need to be speaking, again, just use the word need, you know, we must be speaking at such a high vibration that the universe has no question what to deliver. Yeah. It's literally, we do need to be unplugged, our brains wiped, and then plugged back in and we can just start again actually doing it from the heart, you know, rather than all these things that we've learned over the years. Money isn't bad. Money is actually a very, very, very useful tool. It can help the masses. I, I know I am going to be a billionaire. Do you know how I know that I'm going to be a billionaire? Because I have millions of children out there that need rescuing and that need to be put in the healing centers. Yeah. I have millions of humans that need to, whether it's vaccination damage, you know, abuse, um, you know, anything, radiation damage, anything like that. Like they need to come through the healing centers. I have to be a billionaire, not because I want to live an extravagant lifestyle. I have to be a billionaire to heal humanity. Yes. Otherwise, I, I'm not going to do my job. You'll be limited if you don't have exactly. that. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Okay, so what I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like integrating all the things that you just said. Yeah, that's okay. You'll be getting that for about three days. <laughs> You'll be messaging me going, oh my God, what's going on with me? I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. Every time I speak, I, um, it's like light activations and DNA activations. So whenever I do a, a thing like this, people are like, oh, that was intense. <laughs> so how did you find Amelia? Because, and like, now you're working, like you've been on shows with Charlie Ward. Like this is this massive as, as you get say in the UK. Am I saying it right? Massive. I know you guys say <laughs> things funny. I love it. Um, but how did you end up like connecting with Amelia? And then how did you end up connecting with Charlie? Cause this is, I feel like that that's 
helping to propel your mission so much and it's really exciting and it's worth celebrating but I want to know how you ended up aligning with that yeah so I actually met um I actually was on Charlie's show before I met Amelia so it's really, really interesting. I was um, one of the founders of Freedom for the Children UK, which is was basically running protests last summer over here in the UK for freedom for the children, you know, to stop human trafficking, to stop paedophilia, to stop the satanic ritual abuse. Like it's a massive passion of mine. And I was, um, I was the speaker, the key speaker, and I did all the meditations at the protests. Stephanie, you should be not, not be shocked by that. Um, so off the back of this, Charlie approached me and said, hey, I'd love to do a video with you. So I did a video with him and a few other people. During the video, he was like, I just love you. I just need to do a video with you on my own. And I'm like, cool, yeah, happy to do it whenever. And Charlie and I have been inseparable ever since. Um, and he's catapulted my journey in such a huge way. I have millions of people. I mean, I've, I've always been a traveler, so I've always had global um, friends and that. But he's really catapulted my journey in a massive way, particularly on Facebook before I got closed down. Um, I had like 26,000 followers. You know, I was doing like my groups were massive. Everything was really massive. But I, I look at that as a real gift, actually, that that got taken away from me because it's been able to like um, sort through the people that were just following because they wanted to just follow. And, you know, the people from the old days that aren't vibrationally aligned, I actually look at it as a huge gift. Um, but it was actually Helen, Helen Golden who um, obviously is one of Amelia's stars um, that said to Amelia, you've got to speak to this Lucy, like, you know, cause Helen followed me and she was getting a lot of gold from the stuff I was speaking about. She just kept saying, you and Amelia are like my mentors. And she, she said to Amelia, I mean, the next thing I know I've got Amelia in my inbox. And I was like, who is this chick? Like, who is this lady? We spoke on the phone, like very, very briefly. It might've even just been voice notes, but it was like soul sisters coming back together. Um, and then we did an Instagram live video together and literally I think we went on for about an hour and a half and then we were like oh god it's way too long you know people aren't going to watch this um, and yeah since then Amelia and I have, are literally like this we speak more often than we don't if you get what I mean like most days we chat um, she's very beautifully asked me to get involved with Empress Evolution obviously um, which I'm so ecstatic about I, I feel so excited to be doing this because it's a massive part of healing right we have to recognize the divine feminine energy to be able to heal the planet so uh, it goes perfectly hand in hand and Amelia and I are working on some things behind the scenes that are going to be very exciting very very exciting for the future so um, I'll be working a lot more with you lovely ladies which is really good um, but yeah I, I wouldn't change this path for the world I trust that all of us are crossing each other's paths for a reason and you know like Charlie has done for me I often give airspace on my YouTube channel or whatever to other people so that they can get their, their their little leg up you know because I truly I'm so grateful to Charlie I'm so grateful to Amelia for the opportunities that have arisen and many other people but obviously the other two we're talking about you know and I just feel that you've got to give it back if somebody reaches out and gives you a hand you've got to give them a hand back because you just you know I call it karma pennies like we basically get karma pennies in the bank and then you know like it helps dispel our karma it helps you know elevate us and stuff it helps our gifts come online and I just think you've got to be a good person you've got to be kind no matter what you've just got to be kind to people it doesn't cost anything to be not like to be kind to people it actually costs you more to be nasty it takes more energy to be nasty to somebody so if we can imagine the planet being taken back to love just imagine it i can feel you imagining it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel it literally every day because i see it it's so normal to me like i don't i don't feel like i live in this world you know i see stuff and i'm like seriously I feel like I'm completely shielded and it's almost like I've got my angels around me and they're like, we need you to see this, but don't worry, you're not going to like take any of it on. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah, I, I don't feel like the same person that I once was. And now I look at some of the old behaviors that I had and some of the friends that I hung out with and I'm like, who are those people? We were absolutely out of our minds. Like, we were just, what were we thinking? We were not thinking. So with that, because before you said that you had problems with addiction and drug use, like how far down with that did you go? And then how, how did you come out of it? 
Well, what was quite interesting is obviously when um, I obviously found out about my sister being a heroin crack addict, you think that I would never have touched drugs, right? Mm -hmm. But it actually, I, I look at myself as being very lucky. I took a lot of drugs over the years and I'm not saying that to show off, but I did. I took a lot of drugs. Drugs was, was my preferred choice, I'll be honest. And um, alcohol kind of kicked in a little bit later, if that makes sense. Um, I just used to love, I used to love going out and partying. I used to love dancing. You know, I, I would take a pill or take a bit of MDMA at the weekend and that'd be it. I'd be off, do you get what I mean? I'd, and that was, it was just me. Um, but then, you know, Coke started to come in and it would go like on a Thursday night through to a Sunday. That's an addiction. Yeah. You know, um, I, there would be, you know, at my worst, there were, I, I'm not going to tell you where it was, but I, I'll never forget. I finished work on a Tuesday at five o'clock, one Tuesday. I went around to my friend's house. We started getting on it until five o'clock in the morning. I would literally go home, get showered, go to work, you know, and then like obviously I'd sleep that night and then that would be it Thursday through to th Sunday I'd be back out that's an addiction mm -hmm. like I never had to check into rehab I never had to do any of that stuff because literally one day I just went boom I'm stopping like I did with cigarettes I woke up one Monday morning I used to smoke 20 a day on a normal day and 40 a day on a day that I was drinking or taking stuff and literally this Monday morning I woke up I was driving to work I ha was having a cigarette and I went that's disgusting threw it out the window never smoked since literally it was like my soul went no just no and that was 11 years ago so you know and I did the same with drugs I just made a decision like it wasn't serving me I, I didn't like the person that I was particularly when I did coke it, it it stopped me from talking and I'm a talker you know it just doesn't make sense it just wasn't in alignment with me but I wanted to fit in mm -hmm. I wanted you know like everybody else that didn't do that stuff was boring they never wanted to go out you know or at least I thought they were boring because I wanted to go out and I wanted to meet people and I wanted to experience that stuff but I didn't want to be doing the drugs but I wasn't strong enough to say no because I wanted to fit in you know it was just a really weird cycle and I feel that this is this is the norm for, for kids growing up now you have to go through that you have to drink alcohol you, where it, you don't but it's part of the program that they've put us in, you know, and it and it does take a lot. I had to break away from all of my friends. Like nobody was nobody was not drinking or taking drugs. You know, when I took myself out of that situation, I lost everybody. And then I became boring and then people called me weird because I was all spiritual. You know, I went on this huge awakening journey and I, of course, I was like, no, nah, I don't really fancy going to the pub or I don't really fancy drinking or I don't fancy going out till five o'clock in the morning. And of course, then you're weird, aren't you? Oh, what's wrong with you? What's, you know, who's upset you? Nobody, mate. I'm just on my enlightenment journey, <laughs> you know, and that's going to dull me down. Um, so I guess my advice to anybody out there that, that is struggling with addiction is you've got to recognize that you're worthy of, of not putting those things in your body. That's the first thing. It's about self-worth. It's about self-love. You know, we don't take drugs because we love ourselves. We take drugs to forget who we are. We take drugs or we drink alcohol because we need to fit in with our friends. Now, if you need to do things like that to fit in, are they really the people that you want to be fitting in with? It's questions we need to ask, right? questions we need to be asking yeah it was that I feel like that's one of the biggest things that I've noticed in life is that so much of humanity just wants to fit in right yeah even with going along with the mainstream media like how dare you question any of this stuff and I'm like dude are you serious like why would I not question this this is absolutely insane like I'm not trying to fit in anymore and that was part of the bullying that I experienced when I was younger it was like I always kind of went against the grain I always kind of thought for myself and that like it irritates people sometimes I'm like I used to care so much I used to care the time <laughs> I don't care anymore. I don't care if it upsets you. Like, I love you. I'm just trying to help. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, to speak my truth and live for my truth. And that's that. And if you don't like it, like, there's nothing I can do about it, right? I'm not here to try to harm you. I'm not trying to here to like hurt you in any kind of way. Like if anything, we're fighting for the same things. We're standing up for the same things. It's just that we're not seeing things the same way. So that's my little my little spiel for the moment. Stephanie, you had your hand raised. Is there something you want to say? 
I was going to mention like the need to fit in is um, intrinsically wired in our DNA because back when we were hunters and gather gatherers, which was not that long ago, um, to be kicked out of the tribe equaled death because you cannot operate on your own in the wild. And we still have that programming within us. And that's where that shift from survival mode to thrive mode happens. You, you no longer worried about being abandoned because you're sovereign. And then that's the path of ascension and, and to enlightenment. It's, it's uh, you know, shifting that entire hunter and gatherers mentality to like, oh crap, I have to do this alone and I'll be okay. And, and that's shutting down the monkey brain and the reptilian brain and being like that, that way now. So I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. But what people don't recognize, the little tidbit that most people don't get told along the way is, when you say, hey, I'm not going to fit in anymore, I, I just want to be me, I just want to, you know, no limits, there are no limits to this, what happens then is you find your soul brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. and actually you're not on your own, and you, you never feel alone again, because you've got your soul tribe with you, but nobody tells you that bit, yep. you yep. know, and it's yeah, because that's after the part of being like, I'm okay being alone. Then you get everything. It's yeah, exactly. the test. Yeah, once you don't need it anymore, you get a new level of what you <laughs> thought you needed. It's all around neediness, right? It's all around neediness. And we are programmed to need, we need to look better. We need to be thinner. We need to have longer hair. We need to have a different color hair. You know, like we've literally been programmed since birth to not think that we're good enough when actually all of us are divinely perfect. Divinely perfect, it's as simple as that, but it's about finding your people and not everybody is on the journey that we're on. And that's okay. You know, they'll take the B and they'll do the certain things that perhaps we're, that aren't in alignment to us. That's okay, They're, that's their people. Our, we, us and our community need to come together and we need to stick together and, and we will. Yep, we sure will. There's also when you're when you're stepping away from, you know, needing to fit in and like, okay, like I don't need anybody, like I'm just gonna step into my sole purpose. It doesn't matter. There's also some grief that needs to be processed because there's you're you're losing people that you once really had close to you now and and, and the relationships are changing around you. And that it's heartbreaking. It really is heartbreaking, you know, especially if they're doing something that may potentially um, harm them medically. We don't know what's going to happen, um, but there are some risks involved with with some of the things going on in the world right now, and it's really scary, you know. Um, and so I've, I've I think part of my tiredness that I've experienced recently is knowing that there's people around me that are that are doing this, that are that are just like taking the bait, and they're yeah. just following the propaganda, and I'm like, but oh, I love you. <laughs> I'm, wake up but that's all you can do that's all you can do is just love people and just honor their soul journey you know like not everybody feels like we do you know and and that's okay that's polarity right and it's not nice because we love these people and we kind of want to control these people right because we think they're wrong and and they, but they think we're wrong and who is right or wrong you know, it's a really important question to ask is how do we know that we're right? Like our intuition, our inner knowing is saying, whoop, 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 like run the heck away from it. But theirs is saying, you need to do this for survival. Yeah. So who's right and who's wrong? You know, that this, this relinquish of judgment is what we need to be doing. And we need to be saying, all we need to do and I actually um I've, I've got a client who she came to me and she was like oh my gosh my partner's gonna do this thing with the v and like I don't know what to do and I said if you have information that you haven't shared as to like what may be able to change their journey share it with them from a space of love and then you have to cut the tie because it's there it's ultimately their choice yep. because if you control and you dictate that's going to come back and bite you on the backside at some point. So all you can do is share facts with love and hope and pray that they make the right choice. If they don't, you have to accept that it is their soul contract. It's their journey. How do you know they're not going to be the person that wakes up the whole world by doing the action that they've taken? Mm -hmm. We can't stop that. We need it for humanity. We need it for evolution. Yes. So as difficult as it is, and trust me, I've been there. <laughs> I'm like, please don't do it. Please don't do it. But 
now I'm very much in there. Do you know what? I love you. Whatever you do, I completely respect your decision. Absolutely. You know, and we got to keep coming back to that love, girls. Yes, I love that so much. The old control freaks in us trying to rear their heads once again. And we're like, no, 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 no. We're not doing the control freak thing anymore, even even on our spiritual path, right? Well, our ego, right? Our ego is just, it's it's been in charge for such a long time. And even when, you know, we've done the work and we've been through the programs and we've, you know, revisited it 10 times over, like every now and again, he or she is going to pipe up. And it, but it's recognizing it. It's about saying, hey, like, I'm not sure I called you in right now. Like, what are you here for? No, seriously. And having that conversation with it and just saying, babe, I love you. Like, but I've got this. We've got this. You know, every time, bring it straight back into the heart. Oh, I love it. I love you so much. I love you too. <laughs> Literally, so much love in this room. I know. If there was love, like as soon as you popped in, Stephanie and I were like, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so beautiful. Honestly, I was so excited to speak to both of you. It's so cute, honestly, because obviously you messaged me saying about it, Jasmine, and then you were like, Stephanie's coming to, and I was like, yay, because obviously we've been doing the meditations. Um, it's just beautiful. How beautiful is it? Like, you know, I've never met you girls in person yet. I feel, I feel like I know you so well. Yeah. You know, it's so beautiful. And this is this is the power of what we're doing right now. It's, you know, and I encourage everybody watching this. Um, if you're not already a member of one of the Empress Evolution groups, get in them. Like, we need you. We need your support. We need your sisterhood. Um, and we would just love to get to know you all. Like, this is a mission that's going to take over the whole world. So you may as well get involved now, you know, because the divine feminine is rising. And we, we need this, you know, we need this to change the world together. So jump in one of the groups. We got groups all around the world. We've got groups for boys now as well, haven't we? So, um, you know, we need to, we need to get these uh, groups bubbling a little bit more. My UK one is going crazy. <laughs> yeah, one of the, the things that Amelia helped me work through was breaking out of like kind of staying safe, staying small, staying quiet, like kind of filtering, like always wanting to be right, making sure I'm never saying anything that would maybe step on anybody's toes. And I was just like, oh, I can't do this anymore. And she really helped me break out of that. And one of the things I've noticed with a lot of the clients that I work with through the coaching is there's some people that they're so used to just staying quiet. They don't want to speak up, right? Because it's safe to stay quiet. That's why they're your clients, babe, because they're mirroring your truth back to you. <laughs> yeah, it's and, the, and that's like another thing that we, we kind of touched on before is like your greatest weakness will become your greatest strength. It really will. Exactly. Exactly, babe. Exactly. It's bingo. You know, and and how much... Oh, sorry, Stephanie, go on. Oh, I was just going to say that um, you guys bringing up the uh, groups that we have is a perfect place for people to learn to speak up too. And that's what happened to me. I was so um, afraid to say anything, but it felt like a safe space for me to start talking about the weird, weird things I was into, right? Um, so yeah, if you don't feel like you have um, people you can talk to, join one of the groups. Um, we are all ears and, you know, we've been through what you're going through and, you know, let's do it together so you don't have to do it alone because it's more fun. The company just makes it so much it more really fun. Is. It really is. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. I would join if I wasn't already joined. <laughs> but I'm already there and I'm like heading up the UK. So I'm kind of like all, I'm wading through it all at the moment, but everybody is welcome. And, and literally when I say we've got groups set up all over the world, we've got groups set up all over the world. We've got specialist groups around, you know, um, sexual predation we've got groups for boys like I was saying you know and actually I've got a lot of men reaching out to me saying I know you're doing all this great work with the girls but what about us boys and I'm like oh you're welcome come on you know we'll pop you into this group so um boys we haven't forgotten about you either and we want you in here we want you healed so that we can like have all the amazing relationships <laughs> oh, so ready. yeah if you guys could hurry up please <laughs> Please hurry up. You know, it's not about being liked. That's one of the things that I see men um, afflicted by a lot is like, they really want to fit in a lot of the ones that I've encountered. It's like, they really don't want to not fit in, right? They Because if they fit in with the guys, then that makes them feel more secure in their manhood. Of course, this is me looking from an outside perspective, and I'm not speaking for all men, but 
for me, I see that as limiting them so much. And I'm like, if you would just maybe honor the feminine side of you and honor the feminines around you and what they have to say, man, you would just skyrocket. You would be so fucking sexy. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is as well, though, what we've got to remember is that these, these, these guys have been conditioned mm -hmm. to, you know, feminine is weak you know, communication is weak, um, you know, it's vulnerable, and, and that's not a good divine masculine trait, and, and I always like to say, like, that is just out of date masculine, like, the divine masculine actually stands up, supports, protects, I was explaining it on a video yesterday, I think, with my members, you know, divine masculine is like the riverbed, and the divine feminine is the river flowing through it, it they're both essential to the journey, essential to the journey and we must recognize that we can't have one without the other like all of us have both it's about how you're going to balance yours out i've used the exact metaphor for the feminine and masculine oh wow exactly yeah that's, that's the thing the masculine is the contain container for the flow of the river and if you just have water without containment then you don't have a river you just have water <laughs> what, ha what happens when it floods destruction right and this is, this is exactly what I was saying yesterday. Like you can either accept that there is both of them and work with them, or you can cause destruction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so we should probably wrap this up. Um, we should do another one one day. <laughs> as many as you want. This is fine with me. Um, so how can people find you? What's next for you? Like, what are you most excited about moving forward? Because there's a lot of things that are developing right now that I'm just kind yeah. of, they're mind blowing. And I'm like, don't get too attached to an outcome. But like, <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult though, isn't it, right? <laughs> So um, for me personally, I'm just in June, I'm actually launching um, my, I only take in members once a year with my program because it's just so full on and, and amazing. So that's in June. So that's really exciting. But the biggest thing, you know, aside from that, because I do love that, is um, I am being shown very clearly that the first healing centre will be in the UK by April 2022. Yeah. I have funding coming, I like all sorts of stuff. And then what that basically means is we'll replicate it. And there's going to be one in America, one in South America, one in Australia and one somewhere else. And I never remember where it is. So I will remember, but I've basically channeled five healing centers that need to do a specific role. The first one is going to be um, ready April, 2022. You know, I've always wanted to move to the UK. So. Wow, girl. <laughs> Once this nonsense is done, you can come over to the UK, you can see what we've done, and then maybe you can take it back to the States and uh, get it set up there for us. I love it. That sounds amazing. All right. Exactly. Anything else? Well, tell us more things. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'll be here all night, mate. <laughs> I will. There's so much. There's so many cool things going on. Um, I know one of the groups that's linked to Empress Evolution is called Little Beans. Um, mm -hmm. That's the one where I'm obviously helping create the abundance for the rescue, the healing and the rehabilitation of children. If you want, if you're an action taker and you want to be involved in that, please get in that group. It, this is literally a, we don't share videos. We don't share clips. We don't share media. All of that stuff gets deleted because it's an action group. If you have a mission for humanity, you get in that group. We will help you create a project and get the funding to be able to deliver it. Yes. Humanitarian over here. <laughs> How do people join that? Join that. Literally go on um, Telegram and put in Little Beams, L-I-T-T-L-E, Beams, B-E-A-M-S, and the group is there for you. I love that group. There's like over, last I looked, I had over a thousand members. It's probably- Yeah, it's nearly 2,000. It's nearly 2,000 people. Literally, it's- it's because I am so firm and I'm not letting any nonsense in there. So the reason I, the reason I'm like this, and I just want to be really um, open with people. The reason I'm like that is I have people that have suffered at the hands of satanic ritual abuse that have been so badly abused. They don't need to see the videos. They know it. So I'm like mama bear. And I'm like, no, we don't have any of that. So I've got about, I don't know, maybe 15 admins that are literally around the clock watching the content. Anything goes in, the person gets a message um, and then it gets removed. If they do it again, they get blocked. Simple as that. We are so firm because there are many, many groups out there. You know, Empress Evolution, the main group, that's a great group for finding out information. I don't need that in my group. You know, it's just not the purpose of it. This is about action taking. This is about getting shit done.
for want of better words, you know? And if there are 10 people in America um, that are pretty close that want to set up a healing center, I will get those 10 together and then they can create it together. Like, why not? That's what this is about. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. my mission. I love it. Yeah, I, I joined the Little Beams group pretty early on and I was like, oh my God, they clearly laid out the rules. Yeah. Don't post this stuff and people would still do it. I'm like, I, what? Yeah, I've got a couple of pit bulls as admins. They're great. They're like, you're gone. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> it's really cool. So um, yeah, that's that's the way that I run it though. That's the way that I run business. You know where you stand with me. And then when you cross a boundary, at least we can have a sensible conversation and it's done. You know, there's no wiggle room that way. It's just, you know, we need to get stuff done. There's no point us keep talking about it. There's no point to keep sharing information. We may as well get on and do something now from my perspective. Totally, 100%, geez. Like, let's, oh, let's just keep swimming around and all this terrible stuff. Like, we know what's going on. Now let's build the new earth. Okay, let's go. It's time. Exactly. exactly. And I love pit bulls. I have one. He's sleeping on no. <laughs> Beautiful. I love pit bulls. I love all dogs, to be fair. Right. I love all animals. Honestly, if you've ever watched any of my Instagram lives in the morning, I'm like rounding up the swans and the ducks and the, or anything. I just love it. I absolutely love it. So <laughs> I'm a quirky one, put it that way. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love to sing. And I remember one day I was singing just like along to, I think it was a Feist song. And the squirrel that was like a block away came scurrying along the street and he scampered up the tree that I was sitting next to and like went right out on the branch right over my head and just like sat there and started listening to me. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) Stuff like that. So I think we've got some similar magic there. You know, I think we all have that capability too. It's just like if we're in that flow and really that peaceful loving place like it's just so magnetic you know spread the love you girls are amazing i love you love you thank you i think you should come and do a video on my youtube channel at some point as well i know i'll put this on there but you know we need to do a specific one for me 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 (laughs) steph and i are all about it we'd love to do yeah i would love that i would love that we need to do more videos like this it's beautiful thank you for having me welcome thank you so much for for talking to us sharing your knowledge and um just being such a, a beautiful ray of sunshine on this planet thank you thank, right, you. thank you so thank much you. Adios. Love you.